Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana. Powered by the Montana Electric Cooperative Association. Your Montana Electric Cooperative. They do much more than keep the lights on for you. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, uh, clutch those pearls, brace yourselves, because we've got an unwoke hour coming up for you here on Montana Talks. Uh, John Jackson, the Joker from Twitter here, sidekicking with us in studio here on this Tuesday as we take your phone calls, your tweets, your messages, and more. John, great to see you. Thanks for sticking around, man. What great weather out there today. Beautiful, sunny day. You were telling me it was like 40 degrees already when you were rolling in. And the melt, you, know, you had the, the extreme temperatures and then the snow, and this comes along all of a sudden, then it's 50, 40 degrees, and the melt is happening just, just like that amazingly fast. Yeah, I had a, I had a little a lot of snow piled up kind of in front of my house, and there's like a little river uh, running right down into the uh, the storm drain there. Uh, did you hear about the story out of California? What, what are they referring to this as? It's something like this was a cra- kind of a crazy weather story. Uh, they're calling – oh, it, it's apparently it's being called – an atmospheric river, an atmospheric river in California. Since we're talking about the weather, the weather, what the heck? Let's uh, let's start there this morning. 37 million Americans under that flood watch. Most of the state of California is under that. We're seeing round after round of heavy rain. Still this morning, some of the heaviest rain is across portions of Southern California. Flooding is very likely. You're seeing it Los Angeles County and stretching further south, getting near some areas towards uh, San Diego. Ultimately, a lot more rain is on the way, another one to two inches which is a lot for this time of year. Currently the fourth wettest month in Los Angeles history for February. And with another two inches on the way, we could move up on that list. Anyway, I was hoping it would say something about describing what what this atmospheric river thing is. But can you imagine the amount of human feces... (laughs) That is flooding the ocean right now. I mean, with all the transients and all the illegals in California. I mean, it's just got to be just a sea of human feces just flooding into the ocean. Because that's what happened the last time. Remember when they when they had the high tides? I mean, it literally. I mean, it was as if Xi Jinping himself had come back to his home state of California. They cleaned the streets so so spotless and shiny. Well, maybe if this enough rain comes out there, and maybe if this continues, California won't smoke out the whole country this summer with their wildfires like they do every time yeah well except for what they do is they allow all of that water that they get to just flush all the way downstream and then back out on the ocean and then huh we used to have hydropower dam facilities that would store the water and then it would also store more water in the ground and so then the the land was less likely to burn up in, in smoke in flames and and wildfires but huh the radical left wanted to do away with those sorts of things. So we'll probably it'll probably still all go up in smoke, unfortunately. Your daily reminder, all of these people are effing insane. <laughs> I mean, is, is there a cleaner, better, more reliable source of power than a dam? Yeah, and they well, want to yeah. tear them down. They want to tear them down. It's crazy. I don't know if you heard, uh, on Friday we had the Montana Agro Women in the house with us. And uh, Meg Foran was the past president of the Montana Agro Women. She had a great line. We were talking about how the waters of the U.S. regulation. Biden, Tester, and the Democrats keep trying to bring it back. She said it's like a bad boyfriend that just keeps coming back. (laughs) You know, that's the WOTUS regulations. What a great summary. This is where Montana talks. 
Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Oh, hey, that's right. Thanks for the reminder. Yeah, yesterday on the show, John, this always happens. We get to talking about stuff. We start taking phone calls. We get messages coming in. We never talk about the thing we said we were going to talk squirrel. about. It's like, yeah, squirrel, squirrel. So yesterday I said, hey, by the way, there were, you know, Donald Trump Jr. weighing in on the Senate race here in Montana. Let's get to that after the break. Well, then we get like three great phone calls during the break, and, and I'm so excited to take the phone calls. Never get to the Donald Trump Jr. tweet. So uh, I, I will get to it today. I, I will get to it today. Uh, we got callers on the phone lines, 406 294 uh, let, actually, let's just start with the uh, with the phone calls this morning. We got Ron and Big Fork on the line listening to KJJR. Ron, what's going on? Uh, yeah, I wanted to talk about this uh, Supreme Court election coming up. And um, a number of years ago, uh, uh, Judge David Ortley from Kalispell uh, married me and my wife and, and Big Fork. Um, and I stayed fairly friendly with him. And one day... He asked me if I was interested in becoming a <clears throat> substitute judge in in Kalispell. So I um, <clears throat> filled out the the documents. The Supreme Court uh, certified me as a uh, stand-in judge. And um, while I was do- doing that that work, uh, I got to know uh, Dan Wilson. <clears throat> And I got to tell you, this man is one of the most honorable people I've ever met in the legal profession. He helped me immeasurably. He was very kind. Uh, never talked politics. Uh, as a matter of fact, I could never figure out if he were a, a Democrat or a Republican. I, I didn't know. He was very middle of the road and uh, extremely fair to all litigants. And... Uh, Former Justice Wheat made some statements about him taking dark money. Well, I, I, I guess the former justices just aren't up on Citizens United. That, that ruling. Well, they just don't uh, support free speech. Like they'll take dark money sure. for for me, but not for thee. Uh, yeah. Well, no. Yeah. Everything you're saying. Thanks for calling in, Ron. Because yeah, everything you're saying about Dan Wilson, a judge in Flathead County. I mean, I got to meet him in Malta uh, back before Christmas when we were doing our show from Malta. And yeah, it just seems like uh, just a nice guy, a class act uh, guy all around. And. And I and I've talked with with other judges. Well, at least one other judge, and and he told me a great story about about Dan Wilson and and the compassionate side of Dan Wilson as well. Um, I, I hope we can share that story on the radio one day. But but uh, yeah, John Jackson, um, your thoughts? I mean, this Supreme Court. There's two Supreme Court seats that are up in Montana this year. Everybody wants to talk about Congress and the Senate and everything. From a Montana standpoint, I mean, these Supreme Court seats are are almost just as important as the Senate, maybe even more important, because all of the work that our legislature is doing right now, uh, a lot of their great important work is being thrown in the trash can by the liberal mob on the Montana Supreme Court or by the liberal uh, judges uh, at lower courts. Yeah, and 
people have to pay attention to that because you've seen all how many, how many cases now where they have thrown out really good work from the Montana legislature. And what is the point if we all got together as a state and said, OK, we're putting a super majority in, in our legislature. We're electing a Republican governor. If then one man, one activist wearing robes, one, one Democrat douche wearing robes could just come along and and kill it all just because and and Aaron you know what they they don't rule on the law they rule on partisan politics you already know going in like with that that climate lawsuit you already knew how they were going to rule going in exactly because it's it's strictly based on their partisan transgender birth certificates uh boys and girls sports all you got to know you just look at the judge and when i see the ruling i'm like oh he must have been appointed by former democrat governor steve bullock and then it's like yep that bingo Um, by the way, I did warn you guys it was going to be an unwoke hour, didn't I? Uh, if you're wondering about the word selection there. Uh, so the other thing, uh, I think I heard uh, pretty much all I need to hear about Dan Wilson. So um, one of the other big political stories today, uh, John, is that the, the Democrat candidate for governor has selected his running mate. Um, his running mate is the, the lockdown lawyer. The lawyer for former Democrat Governor Steve Bullock, who basically was supporting all of these business lockdowns and basically suing businesses to force them to shut down. Well, Dan Wilson, the judge in Flathead County, is the judge who told Steve Bullock and his lockdown lawyer, Raph Graybill, no, these you will not order these businesses to shut down. Basically, he said this is still America, uh, like it or not. So so that judge stood up for freedom when it really mattered uh, most. So it got my vote there, I'll tell you what. what. One rich white guy picks the next rich white guy <laughs> to be his running mate. Oh, yay, diversity. What a slap in the face to Zoe Zephyr. Why is Zoe Zephyr not your running mate uh, <laughs> in the race there? Oh, or is, is Zoe running uh, going to run against uh, Monica Tranel in the Western Congressional seat? I guess the filing deadline is only about... Uh, that's, that's the Battle of the Man Hands right it's, there. It's man. about that two, three weeks battle away. Battle of the Man Hands. All right, next up on the phone lines, Cliff and Laurel. Cliff, get us back on track. What's going on, Cliff? Yeah. Uh, Am I echoing too much... You're, you're echoing a little bit. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what I'll do, uh, Cliff. Um, I'll, I'll put you on hold. Work with our producer, Travis, and we'll get you on after the next break. Because um, maybe if you take it off a speakerphone or something, we can we can get rid of that echo. Uh, man, it's already break time. John, you got to slow things down every now and then. The, the, the time is moving by too fast already here. I tell you, it feels like 15 minutes and we've already done an hour and something. Right? I say, I say, I, I say. Uh, uh, man, um... That ball is as sharp as a bowling ball, I'll tell you. <laughs> we got to talk about the Kansas City Chiefs fan and more after this. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, we're going to go to Cliff and Laurel here in just a second, but let me get this Donald Trump Jr. tweet out the way before I forget it again uh, for a second day. So Ohio Senator J.D. Vance endorsing Navy SEAL veteran Tim Sheehy in the U.S. Senate race here in Montana. Uh, Senator Vance saying, quote, he opposes unlimited taxpayer funding to Ukraine, supports closing the southern border to stop the invasion, 
and will fight to put America first in the U.S. Senate. That was the tweet Donald Trump Jr. was responding to uh, where he says this. Good to see the America First movement joining my father to unite around Tim Sheehy in Montana. Sheehy has been a vocal opponent of sending more money to Ukraine and is committed to putting America first. That's the exact message we need to defeat left-wing fraud John Tester. That was from Donald Trump Jr. Let's go to Cliff in Laurel. Uh, Cliff, thanks for calling in. What's on your mind this morning? Well, I had lots of things on my mind, but you brought a better one up. I'm a Kansas City Chiefs fan, for one. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm a Montana native, grew up on the Clark's Fork here south of Laurel. I was born in Billings, but... So are you a Swifty? For 30 years. Are you a Swifty, then? Well, Is that what we call... I don't have to be anymore. <laughs> you know, I like Kelsey, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I... Uh, I had season tickets when we lived there. I retired in 2016 and came back up here, but um, they weren't winning like this when I was watching them live. So I don't know. Well, Taylor Swift anyway, has no, more Super Bowl rings or more Super Bowl appearances since, since 1996 than the Dallas Cowboys. So that's something I think we can all celebrate. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> true. That's very true. I'm glad they're glad they're winning. So. Um, I appreciate your uh, little article you sent out about the internment camp in, in Laurel, you know, at Riverside Park. Oh, yeah, yeah, a little live, kind of a his, live, historical uh, piece, yeah. Yeah, well, I, I live close to there, but the big deal for us is I'm the adjutant at our uh, post-123 in Laurel of the American Legion, and we are in the process of, of remodeling one of those buildings. It's always been our, our post, but it, they took it away from us in 2011 when it flooded, and it ruined the sewer system. But they're giving it back to us, and we've got it all insulated, rewired, replumbed. Uh, we're in the process of doing a little bit of sheetrocking in the flooring, and we're back in there uh, for the first time in since 2011. Oh, wow. So we're that's a big project we have, and uh, it's it's going well. So. Well, so if we got I, any veterans in the Laurel area looking for a home, looking to get connected and involved, uh, you've got a place for them. Right, and we have, that's one of our projects. The other big project we have in Laurel is we're putting in a parking lot at the uh, National Cemetery, and uh, that's underway, too. I'm sure once spring gets here, we'll be able to move some dirt and get some stuff, but there's always a lack of of um, parking when there's a big funeral or on, you know, uh, wreaths across America Day or when we're putting the flags up to the veterans on, yeah. on Veterans Day and Memorial Day, so... Uh, that's another big deal we got going. Well, that's great. Well, thanks for calling in with an update. Yeah, that's such a, a beautiful uh, a veteran cemetery there as well. But, yeah, you're right. The parking is a little limited, even though there's there's a good amount of space around it, uh, you know, if they can negotiate all the, the land rights and uh, pay for the parking and everything. So, Cliff, thanks for the call. Thanks for your not, not just your initial service, but your continued service as well, serving your fellow veterans. That's that's great. That's a, a great phone call for the day. Um, I want to get to some, some more kind of good news stories as well, especially something involving a big topic. Uh, Montana Attorney General Austin Knutson uh, talking about how the the climate change coalition is cracking up. Uh, a good news story that we need to talk about here statewide. First, though, John Jackson, he mentioned being a Kansas City Chiefs fan. You've been you've been watching this story out of Kansas City. So they had this just outrageous uh, shooting incident that took place at the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl celebration parade. 
And you were sharing videos very early on. Um, Ann Coulter was on with Bill Maher on HBO on Friday, and she says, okay, they won't tell us who the shooter is. So now we know that it was not a white guy. It yes, was not did. a white man who did this shooting. And Bill Maher's like, oh, you don't know that. We don't know that. And she's like, yes, we do. Yeah, we do. Because yeah. if it was a white guy that was responsible for this shooting, we'd all know about mm -hmm. it. But yet somehow they do not want to talk about who the shooting suspects are or their background. Well, unfortunately for them... Uh, all of this is captured on video very, very quickly right on the scene. Uh, at least one of these guys was tackled by very, very brave um, citizens right there on the spot. And they got pictures of these guys and put them out immediately on social media. And trust me when I tell you, Aaron, they are not what you would call white supremacists. Uh, uh, let's put it that way. Um, yeah, they were typical um, uh, teenage black thugs that had a little disagreement there and decided they would just shoot up the place uh, because they got a little mad. Well, and so now the mayor of Canada, so the governor called out these kids, no matter what their, their, their race is or their ethnic background, they're thugs. They're thugs. You're shooting up a parade in Innocent. She was a radio DJ. Uh, there were kids that were injured. Over 20 people were injured in this. Um, yeah, these were thugs who committed this atrocious attack. Uh, but but no, no, the, the mayor of so the governor used that word. And now the, the liberal mayor of Kansas City is like, oh, no, no, we shouldn't be we shouldn't be using that word. I have respect for the governor. Uh, we get along well. I, I disagree strongly with uh, how he would describe that situation. I, I certainly do think this was criminal activity. It was lawlessness. And I think that uh, that's troubling. But thugs is a dog whistle in the most classic sense. And I have seen this dog whistle time and again. There's Give me a break. I mean, oh, but they will go. Oh, but, 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 but this was the point that I wanted to make here, John. I think you saw this via Twitter as well. Tim Young made a great point via Twitter. So, so he's, he's basically, he's more concerned about how we talk about the people that commit these atrocities than about the atrocities themselves is what it sounds like. But Tim Young made a great point. If you're a mass shooter at a Kansas City Chiefs parade, the media protects your identity because you're under 18. But if you're a fan in face paint at a Kansas City Chiefs game, the media tries to ruin your life, calling you a racist at nine years old. And we, what we saw, I believe it was last week, is the parents of that child are now suing that media outlet, which I believe is Deadspin. Um, and I, they're, they're going to win. Uh, and I hope they sue them down to the floorboards and put the place out of business. Yeah. Yeah. But this little kid, they were like, oh, this racist little white kid, he's wearing black face. Uh, half his face was painted red. The other face was uh, half was painted black. He's racist. He's culturally appropriating Native American culture because he's got a Kansas City Chiefs headdress on. Well, then we find out the kid's Native American. But they will viciously attack a little kid at nine years old because they think he's white. Right. But yet. They'll, they'll they'll do backflips to protect a, a shooter. Absolutely uh, insane. Uh, let's go to Jake in Billings on the phone lines. Jake, great to hear from you. What's on your mind? Yeah, you, you were mentioning about those floods down there in, in California. Um, I'm from Montana. I got family members that live in Tehachapi, right outside of Bakersfield. And that's only two hours north of L.A. But anytime it rains, they got this coulee up there called Sand uh, Sand Canyon. And it, it rained maybe four inches one, one last year, and it completely covered the entire...
entire interstate. That interstate was closed for like two days because it took them that long to move that sand. But not only that, what's funny about it, all up in the hills up in there, it's 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 around five thousand feet up. All up in the hills up there, they got all them uh, wind turbines. It's gonna be interesting interesting to see if all that rain doesn't topple them over oh or wash out kind of the base underneath yeah i know like in between like palm springs and la at least uh, a long time ago did did a trip out there i think to disneyland or something i remember seeing a bunch of nasty looking things too it's like man you, you actually have mountains in california and you're destroying them with these ugly windmills it, it almost sounds like apocalyptic stuff when you hear what's going on in california it's like man is this straight out of revelations or what yeah, they need to wash out L.A. anyway, so. <laughs> it is nasty down there. I was down there hauling hay out of there last year, and it is filthy. Oh, man. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's, I'll bet that was, that's crazy hauling hay through California. I don't even want to be driving a rental car in California, let alone hauling hay. Hey, maybe they can give, uh, maybe they can give Gavin Newsom a boogie board, uh, for, uh, you know, as they wash out and clean out the streets of LA. You know what? The comment I make on Twitter all the time is you look at these places like the People's Republic of California or, you know, Washington, Oregon, uh, Illinois, um, New York. I mean, name them off. You see these people and you see everything that's going on there and these these nutbag communists. And really, they just don't really even get to me anymore, Aaron. And you know why? Because I know they are going to be the victims of their own ideology. And I'm going to get to watch it. I'm going to get to watch it live on TV, eat some popcorn and laugh. You, you might get me in the end. You know, it's, it's, it's that line from Tombstone. You know, in the end, your, fr- your friends might get me in a rush. But it won't be before I get to watch what happens to you. <laughs> so go ahead, guys. Man, you know, bring it on. And we're watching it, you know, and that's part of our, you know, our whole concept of this is what you voted for. Yep. Oh, your kid didn't get to go to baseball practice in Boston because illegal aliens took over the practice facility. Well, like you pointed out via Twitter, how did mommy and daddy vote? Let's go to Tim in Billings. Tim, what's on your mind? Morning, gentlemen. Uh, in the last hour, you guys mentioned some show tunes and uh, John saying, uh, please, you know, stop beating it. It's dead already. Talking about uh, Mr. Gianforte's opponent and, uh, you know, being the gun grabber. And I just, I, I had an instant flash. I, I was watching Blazing Saddles the other night. A I classic. Like, Dad, how can you watch, how can you watch that movie when they're saying those words? I said, guys, this is called satire. They made this movie to show exactly how ridiculous it is to be like that, and it's okay because it's funny to make fun of people who are dumb. And uh, <laughs> but uh, when you were talking about the show, too, I instantly thought of Slim Pickens when they when the when the Slim Pickens and the Heavy Lamar group is fighting with the citizens of Rockridge, and they bust through the wall of the of the uh, the musical film that Dom DeLuise is, is uh, directing. And uh, Slim Pickens says, screw you, I'm working for Mel Brooks. Oh, what a great spot to hold it. Hold, the, hold that thought. This is where Montana talks at Nordland. The Agricultural Foreign Investment Disclosure Act passed in 1978, and it provides tracking and monitoring of investment in U.S. agriculture. However, American Farm Bureau Federation economist Danny Munch says the process is due for an upgrade. 
Currently, that process hasn't been updated in over 40 years, so USDA has opened public comment to provide input on how the form could be improved to answer questions about what other questions could be added to make the survey better and just other general advice the public wants to give on how to provide better information on this topic. Munch says the process currently is filled with inefficiencies and inadequate information. Right now, only the predominant investor is listed when you fill out the data form, and only their country is listed. So you have a lot of minority stakeholders that aren't listed and basically shielded from the public data. Right now, the USDA is also statutorily limited in only going up to a third tier level of ownership. Lunch says Farm Bureau is seeking better enforcement in addition to modernization. The form is self-reported, and penalties have only been put in place for late reporting, not not reporting. So better enforcement of the act in general and in filling out the form is our first priority. Secondly, we commented and provided a lot of intel on what questions could be added and expanded to get at what are foreign investors doing with the land, as well as just general modernization of the program using an online system. I'm Lane Nordblond. State of Montana, from the peaks of the Beartooth to the banks of the Clark Fork River. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, we got a, a bunch of great phone calls uh, to get to here on the show. Uh, I, John, I checked in on Twitter during the break there. Carlos Magnus thought you made a really good point about the uh, so the Democrat candidate for governor, Ryan Bussey, he's the gun grabber guy. He has picked Raph Graybill to be his running mate. He's the lockdown lawyer guy who was the lawyer for, for Bullock. As Jake Eaton pointed out via Twitter, uh, Graybill lost his last election by over 100,000 votes. Uh, but anyway, uh, Carlos Magnus says, great point. Rich white guy picks rich white guy for running mate. Uh, so that was the summary there. Um, and, and then I just sent out a tweet about, you know, the, the gun grabber. Picking the lockdown lawyer as the running mate. Who thought this was a good idea? But uh, for those who missed it, though, you know, Tim and Billings was quoting some great Mel Brooks uh, content before the break. He was we were joking about show tunes and, you know, are, are these two like in a Broadway play together? What is this? And so, yeah, I was like, yeah, is this Cats or is it Les Miserables? Because it looks pretty miserable. But oh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That picture was just so perfect. I saw it out this morning, and the first thing I said on Twitter was, is it Broadway tryout season already? Because you could just, <laughs> these guys are arm in arm. He said, kick one, two, kick one, two. Okay, jazz hands, boys, come on. Well, I, I just don't know why. I mean, there's plenty of, of women in the state legislature as Democrats. I mean, I thought he, it's like, but you picked this guy because i guess well, he's got his daddy's money and you know why aaron it's because rich daddy obviously has all kind of rich friends it's the money campaign contributions yeah. campaign contributions all right into the phone lines we go mark in park city great to hear from you what's on your mind hello hey hello yeah hey i was watching i was just kind of flipping through the channels and i saw leo mcdonald who's a fairly prominent rancher, endorsing John Tester. And I thought, I need to talk to Leo and see why. Because he's not somebody that would do something, you know, off the cuff. I mean, he's a pretty calculating character. So, I don't know, maybe you guys could dig around and see. Interesting, yeah. Um, 
yeah, you know, the, the, the left is very good about divide and conquer, you know, where they, oh, yeah. where they want to, and especially within the, the farm and ranch community, they're very good at dividing the egg community. Uh, and you know, Hey, yeah. United, we stand divided. We fall. Look at how they're attacking agriculture in Montana. I mean, you know, John Tester was there with WOTUS uh, all these years. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, it's, but but the Democrats are very good at divide and conquer, aren't they? And, you know, um, I mean, like, even on a smaller scale, on a, we have a uh, couple big BLM permits. You know, and you always want a budget for some sort of a water project to distribute your cattle better, which they're only really out there for six weeks every other year. But, it's, but um, the, the wildlife... They benefit from your water projects too. And um, last year, I wanted to do a water project. And you know, if you do anything, you have to have a, a an environmental assessment. So the way to get around it is don't make anything permanent. And they won't even let you do that now. Like if you wanted to lay pipe up on top of the ground to run water a half a mile away. No go. And thank you, Joe Biden. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, no, it's it's interesting. Well, and especially like, okay, let's talk about agriculture. Let's talk about ranching in particular. Which group is the group that is trying to literally kick ranchers off the land here in Montana? If you if you had to say one, what what would that be, Mark? I'm, I know I'm just throwing this at you live over the uh, air here. You know, you know, probably, I mean, well, which group of it own, but... You know, you'd have to say probably Sierra Club. They want to. That's one of them. Know. Yeah, I'm thinking that American. Be, I'm thinking American Prairie Reserve, for example, right? Yeah, they would love to. Yeah, and uh, so who is? So the same people that are funding all of these outfits, like you mentioned, Sierra Club, like I mentioned, the American Prairie Reserve, the same people, the dark money, deep pocketed, foreign financiers. These aren't even Americans that are funding this. Guys like Swiss billionaire Hans Jörg Wies, he funds all these radical environmental groups. He is literally public enemy number one of the American farmer and rancher in Montana. And if you're an oil or gas or coal guy, too, this guy, uh, there's a Fox News piece that came out this morning, uh, and it derives from a report in Politico. Hans Jörg Wies, who's been a donor to the APR and all these other radical environmental groups, he just pumped in $60 million dollars. To prop up left-wing groups and causes, he gave millions to Hillary Clinton's campaign as well. So he is funding over $60 million to left-wing groups. Here's how Politico describes it. The nonprofit affiliated with billionaire mega-donor Hans-Jörg Wies doled out more than $63 million in grants to left-leaning groups in FY 2022, including $35 million to one of the top dark money spending vehicles on the left. They quoted a spokesperson for the Burger Action Fund, which is the one that wants to take away your your burgers, your beef burgers, because they want to, you know, kill the ranches in Montana. Guess who the spokesperson is for the Burger Action Fund? Marnay Banks. Does that name sound familiar? It should because she's a former top staffer to Democrat Senator John Tester. John Tester is in bed literally with all of these radical environmental groups uh, that, that are trying to shut you down and 
and put these ranches out of business. Uh, but it should be no surprise he put Tracy Stone Manning in charge of the BLM after all. John Jackson, your thoughts? What I've said all the time, if you've watched Tester's ads on TV, and God forbid if you've had to see them on Twitter, the incessant pandering trying to show himself in his broke-down pickup truck, driving down the dirt road, and his slobby, uh, nasty sweatshirt full of dirt and stains and God knows what it is, and showing his three fingers lopped off, uh, lopped off his hand. Okay, let me ask you something. I just have one basic question for everybody out there. If you walked into your lawyer's office and he looked like that, would, would, you, would you hire that guy? If you walked into your doctor's office and your doctor looks like that, would you let that guy treat you? Okay, but you want this guy to go up and be a U.S. senator? Uh, nah, I don't think so. I'm kind of laughing because I was down at... Uh I was down at the, the Orleans Hotel in Las Vegas during the NFR and Cowboy Christmas one year, and I got to go meet Forey Smith, you know, the, the actual real-world cowboy who's on Yellowstone. So I share this photo. And one of my rancher friends in Phillips County, uh, south of Malta, she says, hey, you know, her husband says, tell Aaron to tuck his shirt in. <laughs> But see, John Tester has to play this, well, oh, shucks, if you just head up the old creek bed. He tries to make you look like a bunch of ignorant rubes that wear the dirtiest, nasty stuff when you're slaughtering animals, you know, when you're when actually the butchers are some of the cleanest people you're going to find because they're cleaning food. But he has to make you look like a bunch of ignorant hick rubes so that he can pretend to be this fake moderate, you know. As the last time I checked, there's not much beef slaughtering going on in the in the halls of Congress up there. We sent you up there to be a serious professional when it comes to the economy, foreign policy, taxes, all of that. None of that presentation that you're doing, let you're driving down in your pickup truck with your three fingers off and looking like a slob, impresses me that you know anything about any of those well, topics. And we all know you're the 27 trillion dollar man who has racked up 27 trillion dollars more in debt and you've enriched yourself while serving in washington let's go to grandpa lou in billings grandpa lou thanks for the call hey good morning it sounds like you guys are having way too much fun today Never. <laughs> the uh, and i just wanted to bring up the point again you know that people need to understand you know elections have consequences and uh, i love your idea about uh have that little part on your show that you voted for this. I think that would be a, a great idea. And I'd like, to, I'd like to personally challenge Senator Tester, and, and uh, he could bring Zoe or that Glenn guy from Great Falls or whatever to you a debate with you and Opie for <laughs> two hours on some Tuesday. And, and you can tell Comrade Tester that Grandpa Lou will bring. I'll bring all the deer jerky and all the sausage he can eat. And you'll have a clean shirt on when you bring that when you bring that uh, deer meat and venison and sausage and all that stuff too. That's that's for sure. All right, Grandpa Lou, great to hear from you. Thanks for your service, uh, John. I'm just glad that he called you Opie. Because when I was playing basketball in the 90s, you know, uh, the brothers would always call the nerdy white guy that missed the shot Opie, and he just called you Opie. So uh, thank you, Grandpa Lou. Thank you. The Andy Griffith Show, the greatest, (laughs) one of the greatest TV shows ever, and featuring my home state of North Carolina as as its main spot there. And if you grew up in North Carolina, that was your, Andy Griffith was your man. So my mama told me this, so it's got to be fact. My grandpa was a big whistler. My dad's a big whistler. She told me I whistled the tune to the Andy Griffith Show before I learned how to talk. Before I even said a word, I was whistling the tune to the Andy Griffith Show.
Uh, so anyway, not that anybody needed to know that. <laughs> Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, powered by the Montana Electric Cooperative Association. Your Montana Electric Cooperative, they do much more than keep the lights on for you. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, now, John, back me up on this one. I'm not going to whistle the whole thing. Travis is in here whistling. You're in here with... We were all in here oh, whistling. Yeah, right who, yeah. How many? I want to know if you were if you were out checking on cows, driving around in a pickup, and you were whistling. The moment we talked about that theme song and you started whistling, message us on the Montana Talks app. I just want to, or you were driving down I ninety, or you're sitting at your office, and now are your coworkers are like, stop whistling? That's annoying. Uh, send us a message because I want to hear it. All right, now we got to play it. We got to we got to play a little bit of the Andy Griffith theme song, especially for those young kids out there that. Don't know how great America truly is. There we go. Man, see if anybody got all worked up earlier, if you offended them, if I offended them. Just play the Andy Griffith theme song. Everybody, just everybody, just relax. You know, they're all, everybody's good now. Everybody's good. You know, can stop clutching the pearls. The town of Mayberry is the actual town of Mount Airy in North Carolina. And hat tip to the great, the legendary Don Knotts. Oh yeah, who created the iconic, forever legend character. Of Barney Fife, yeah, who exists to this day in our lexicon. It's it's so predictable. It's such a dad joke too. Like you know, Ron and Big Fork was talking about judges and justices, and so like you know, growing up in the eighties and nineties, I do it every time if I meet somebody and I know they're a judge. Hey, judge! You know, you just, I can't help it. I just every judge, you got to do it to him. You know. Have Have you seen this this clown on on um, John Tester's ads that claims he was in law enforcement for something? For oh yeah, seven years. He's he, pocketing a whole bunch of cash right now, thanks to John. Tester, I see that yeah. guy, Barney Fife. That's Barney yeah. Fife right there. Oh yeah, no <laughs> doubt. I got guarantee or whatever department he was in, he is a joke clown. Yeah. Well, I'm. He's a nice. I remember him back in the day. He was a nice guy, but he's basically pocketing a bunch of cash thanks to his political connections. So now he's selling out all his fellow law enforcement members in an ad. He's supporting the defund the police crowd basically because he's lining his own pockets. Forty-five. <laughs> Forty-five. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. Say, I try to whistle while I talk. Nip it in the butt, Andy. <laughs> All right, let's go to Travis. Is going fishing now after hearing that Andy Griffith theme song. Carly and Big Fork, are you still there? Yes, I am. Hey, thank you. Yeah, good to hear from you. What's going on? So, I just wanted to bring up, and you know, talking about offending people, this might um, this might do it, but no, I don't intend to. But um, I was born and raised in Southwest Missouri. And I just moved here a couple years ago. Um, so, yeah, big big Kansas City fan to the guy uh, who said that earlier. Um, but, so, gun laws, they have been making it a huge point down there. I have a lot of friends who post things from back home. They've been making it a huge point to talk about how guns are the problem and how that's a big issue that 
they're so accessible and how perfect for the situation to happen when the whole world's watching the Super Bowl. A gun issue happens, someone's shooting, and the left go crazy, right? And they're like, this is exactly our point. Well, that's funny because here I was able to get a gun at Sportsman's within 10 minutes. And um, I look at the shooting in Kansas City. I look at the shootings in St. Louis. I just moved from Fayetteville, North Carolina, and it's real bad there. Every night, shots, and it's not its not people at the range, I'll tell you that. Yeah, Fayetteville, yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I was, I was stationed at Bragg, so it's real crazy over there. Um, but you you look at here, and, and compared to Kansas City and St. Louis and places like that, the gun violence is unreal. You can get a gun here in <clears throat> Montana like it's nothing. You can carry it. Just like that. You buy it, put mm-hmm. it in your pocket. You know, there's it's, no problem. Though. It's almost as you if it, more no guns, less crime. Uh, more gun control, right. more crime. Uh, it's almost as if that pattern keeps playing itself out, uh, isn't it? Great point. Uh, Carly, thanks for your service, by the way. Great to hear from you. Thanks for calling in. Getting uh, getting a, uh, pretty short on time right now. But, yeah, John, we've seen this time and time again. More guns, less crime. More gun control, or, yeah, more gun control, more crime. Well, the pattern, you're talking about the pattern that plays itself out. The pattern that always plays itself around the world is you see these communist socialist dictators. What do they do? One of the first things they do when they take power, when they get in control, what do they do? Take your guns. And that is borne out in every one of these countries throughout history. They do it immediately. They want a disarmed Weak citizenry. That's their first goal. All right. A little over a minute to go here. Brian and Billings, what's on your mind? Hi, guys. Hey, go ahead. Um, So my wife and I just got back from Hawaii, and we went and played golf. We got hooked up with a local couple, they born and raised in Hawaii. And (laughs) we're sitting on the number nine tee box, and the guy, he says... We, I told him we were from Montana. He says, you know, I've been getting contribution pamphlets from John Tester lately. Mm-mm. Oh, that, that's no surprise, huh? I mean, uh, he's getting... Well, I mean, it's the most liberal state in the union, but here's John Tester blanketing Hawaii. I, and this oh, is yeah. just some local guys <laughs> getting a... You remember the Silicon Valley bank failure. The Silicon Valley bank failure was underway, and he was down there shaking them down for cash at the same time Joe Biden was wanting to send them a bailout. Yeah, it's crazy. Hey, uh, thanks to all the callers. Sorry we didn't get to everybody. John Jackson, great to see you. Thanks for being with us. Follow him via Twitter, uh, x.com slash uh, PVTJokerUS as well.